listener exclusive. It's Triple M Breakfast. Matt Collins for Breakfast, the podcast edition. G'day, Matt Collins from Triple M Brecky. Great to hang out with you on the podcast edition, exclusively on the listener app. And this is my chat with Griffith Mayor Doug Curran. The special rate variation, the proposed rate hikes are front of mind for ratepayers in the region, and you can understand why. A cumulative total of close to 35% increase over three years has got a lot of people concerned. Uh, I get lots of phone calls every week from you, the listeners, and the Griffith Business Chamber is not immune to those concerns. They weighed in last week with their ideas, and the Griffith Mayor has come out and said these ideas are valid and viable. What does he mean? Well, let's find out in detail. Here he is for our weekly chat, the Griffith Mayor, Doug Curran. It's the loaf. You took the words right out of my mouth. It's 11 to 8 here on Triple M. And someone that takes the words right out of my mouth each and every week is Griffith Mayor Doug Curran. He joins us in the studio right now. Mr. Mayor, good morning to you. Morning, Matty. How are you, mate? You, good, thanks. Are you a loaf fan? Oh, mate, I'm a, a music fan. I, I, I think I told you before I'm a little bit more into my country music, but nothing wrong with a bit of loaf. There's only two types of music, country and yeah, western. Exactly right. I try and tell that to everyone, but nobody really listens. Uh, well, you're the mayor. We all listen. Oh, okay. Uh, this this segment especially, people call me through the week. They stop me in the street and say, uh, tell the mayor this, tell the mayor that. Mm. So plenty of things to tell you today, Mr. Yeah, mayor. Absolutely. But uh, let's start quickly with your blues. You're wearing your sky blue shirt proudly today. Uh, for, for Freddie's sake, good they got a win? Oh, absolutely. Good Good for New South Wales' sake, mate. I think a, a clean sweep would have really uh, had a long-term effect on, on our team and our supporters. So uh, getting a little bit of pride back in the jersey, I, I had to listen to it on the radio. I was on the road, uh, but it was quite a good game to listen to. And um, I'm, I'm glad that, that Queensland had to win. They absolutely deserved it, but we put a little bit of pride back into the jumper. All right, let's get straight into the special rate variation. That's what everyone is talking about. They want to hear from you in relation to that. Uh, and we spoke with John Nikolic, the uh, Griffith Business Chamber president last week. He had some uh, some uh, suggestions for you and the um, uh, Griffith LGA. Here's a little grab of what he had to say. But yeah, we're really asking the council to be just as entrepreneurial as the rate payers that comprise this wonderful community. Be creative, think big. I mean, we know that council's got a really skilled workforce, particularly in the construction space with plumbers, electricians, civil construction workers. Other councils don't. Um, there might be possibilities to hire out those workers on a fee-for-service basis. All right. Uh, that's just one of his suggestions is hiring out council staff. I want to talk to you about that, Mr Mayor. But first, he is suggesting that uh, council should be entrepreneurial. Is Griffith Council entrepreneurial? Oh, I believe that we are. Um, I believe that we're very innovative as well as entrepreneurial. Um, the, certainly some of the, the points raised by John and, and the, the, the entire chamber, who, who council really does have a very good relationship with now. Um, I think we've been quite strained in the past, but uh, really positive council, some really good, sorry, really positive chamber, uh, some really good members on there. Um, entrepreneurial, yeah, it, it's part of the million dollars that the GM and his senior management team um, have committed to annually. So this isn't just all putting it onto the ratepayer. I think a lot of people have forgotten that. Uh, we are in a, in a bit of a, a hole of, of, of $5 million. So 20% of that straight off the top will be done by uh, Brett and his team. And uh, that doesn't mean that that's where it stops. So we need to find ways to 
uh, increase revenue and to decrease costs, and that is part of the whole process, absolutely. Let's talk about some of these ideas, uh, the outsourcing of, of council staff, first of all. Is that something that's, that's viable? If I was a, uh, a council staff member, should I be worried, concerned, or even interested that I might be, you know, have, have another boss for half the week? No, I wouldn't think so. I think if, if we were to do something like that, it would be, um, as exactly as John says, the skills that we've got probably transfer more over into another local government sector. So we would just be, be looking at helping smaller councils. Um, right now, we don't have enough planners, so that wouldn't be part of it. But if we, there was some expertise that we could lend other councils, I don't know how much of it would transfer into our local community. That would be a difficult one. But certainly, we've got to look at it. We can't close doors and say, no, we're not prepared to look at things because that's that's how we do come up with better solutions. And and, and uh, are we talking about tradespeople? Are we talking admin staff? What, what sort of employee might get outsourced? Oh, I would think it would be more so, and again, we, this is the, the Chamber's proposal, not Council's proposal, mm. so it's something we need to look at, but I think it would be more the, the professionals, more the, the, the sewer and water, um, the planners, the, the engineers, the, those sort of areas. Um, obviously, the, we don't want to be competing with local um, tradespeople. We, we want to make sure that they're viable in their own right. So it would be things that we would be able to offer that, that potentially aren't offered by someone else in town, I would be thinking. All right. Uh, paid airport parking. Has that been on the cards before? Is that a yeah. valid idea? Absolutely. And, and I should clarify, mate, I, I did say last week that no one's been bringing any ideas forward. I have had some councillors and obviously some community members that have been bringing some ideas forward, and this is one of them. Um, we need to look at this. Uh, you look at some of the, the larger comparable airports, Wagga and Albury both have paid parking. We would need to do some work out there. A lot of the ideas that the Chamber brought aren't, aren't new to us, but they actually cost money to save money. And that's the point, that we need to have the money up front to be able to spend the money. So even put paid parking into the airport, you're probably looking somewhere um, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars because you've got to put the technology in that can capture that. You're not going to put a staff member sitting there in a toll gate. We probably need to, to look at some cover um, if we're going to charge people out there. And we also need to look at extending the, um, the seal out there. A lot of cars are parking on the dirt. So absolutely, it's something we need to look at. Solar panels on, on some of our facilities, we need to look at it. But they cost money to put on there to then save money down the track. So, Well, let me jump in because I did suggest that to, to John, the Chamber President, uh, last week. And, and I asked him, you know, obviously there's going to be a significant uh, outlay to set up solar panels on government-owned buildings, car parks, etc. cetera. Uh, and, and he suggested... Well, perhaps there, there could be uh, grants or other funding that that could um, sort of alleviate that cost. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. There's always grants and we're always looking for them. But I, I can tell you now that, that there isn't as many grants out there as uh, there was under the previous government. And that's absolutely not having a crack at the current government. It's just that they've found that uh, their priorities potentially lay in different areas. And, and I think their exact words were that they found the black hole last time we were in Sydney talking to them. So there's a little bit of a budget deficit in the state government as well. So, But you're right. You've got to spend the money to be able to save the money down the track. Um. Rip the Band-Aid off was uh, a line that John said in regards to the proposal of three annual rate rises. He is suggesting, or at least one of the ideas the Chamber is suggesting, is have one significant rate rise and then uh, not have any more 
significant increases. So the 23% is, uh, it was part of the original proposal that council put forward, which was 20% in the first year, plus the 3% that we get, um, that we've assumed that we get. And then there would be a further 3% increases if that's what IPART did. We ran the figures and that would turn out over the, the cumulative effect where we got 34.9, a little bit over 30%. It would actually be better for council if we did that 20% up front. But the councillors have had a look at it and said, we've got to be able to weigh up whether or not we take that big hit. So on a $2,000 uh, rates increase, that's mm-hmm. going to be sort of $400 in one year. So what we've said is, well, let's bring it back to the three ten and a halves, which is about 4% more over the three-year projection to, to alleviate some of those concerns. So the business chamber is, is rightly saying, rip the Band-Aid off. We've got farmers saying where we've had the worst grape season ever, prices are down, cotton and rice didn't have a great year. We, we would rather a little bit more time. Then we've got the community saying we can't really afford this at all. So we re, we're trying to weigh up a lot of different um, entities and, and a lot of different uh, approaches to this. And that's why we did go with extending it. But I, I can say a 23% in the first year would be about 4% cheaper over the three-year period, and it would be better for council. Is that a possibility? It, it is absolutely something that we put forward. So we put three three options forward, 20% in the first year, 11 and then 10, and three seven and a halves. All right. Uh, now, you've posted uh, a little while ago now suggesting that 90 of the 128 councils have applied for a special rate variation in the last 10 years. Um, it's up to 107 now, 17 more just this year. That's almost 85% of LGAs have this, having the same issue, um, which you know is alarming in itself. But my question is, do all the LGAs come together and have, uh, you know, a, a collective meeting about this and go, hey, over in, you know, Wagga we did this and over here we did that? And can you guys sort of get some ideas out of those collective meetings? Absolutely. We do it on a very regular basis. We're in a lot of entities, country mayors, regional cities, regional capitals. Uh, we have annual conferences and we and it's the biggest topic of every conversation that we have in What's local government. What's coming out of those then? Sure, surely there's some good ideas. It's lobbying the state government. It, it is honestly lobbying. The, the system is broken. Anybody in local government tells you that, that the system isn't broken. How can 3.7%, which is this year's rate peg, be appropriate in Ranwick and also appropriate in Griffith? How can it be appropriate in Leeton and appropriate in Hilson at the same time? What they're saying is one system, one rate is right for the state. The Sydney Council makes more money out of their parking metres than the increase that they get each year. We don't have parking meters out here. We're not looking at that option. We've got to look at everything, but we're not looking at those type of things. What we're saying is one system can't work for everyone. The system is broken and we are lobbying as hard as we can. I don't think we're getting a great hearing at the moment, but we will continue to do that as a local government sector. All right, just one more quick one, Mr Mayor. The art gallery has come up a number of times from listeners. Uh, Can you give us an idea? Two things. First of all, is there going to be an upgrade to the art gallery? Yay or nay? And uh, if so, what sort of cost is that? Yeah, we are absolutely looking at a cultural precinct master plan. It would involve potential upgrade of a, an art gallery. It's very similar to the, the regional sports centre that we did. It took 10 years of planning. So this is something that we're looking at. Uh, we don't know the money. Um, there has been figures of 20 to $40 million. We've got no idea. We need to find a location. We need to consult with the community. Then we need to go out and see what we can do in terms of grant funding. And we also need to obviously raise probably 50% of the money ourselves. What I can say, and this is really important, the SRV is not being done to fund an art gallery. Absolutely, unequivocally not being done to fu- fund but an art gallery. But if you didn't uh, upgrade the art gallery, could that money be put into 
alleviating some of that SRV cost? Uh, it could, except there's no fund. There's no budget for an art gallery upgrade at the moment. So down the track in two, three, four, five, ten years' time, potentially we have an art gallery, but we have to be financially sustainable to get through to that period of time. We're not raising money now to fund an art gallery upgrade. Okay, so at this stage, there's no thoughts of the art gallery being upgraded anytime soon. Not anytime soon. We've got to do. We've got a whole planning process. Councillor Ellis is doing a great job with her, that committee. She's really putting some good ideas forward, and we just need to be able to um, consult with the community, come up with a plan, and then look how we're going to fund it. Griffith Mayor Doug Curran, as always, mate, great to chat. We'll talk next week. Absolutely, mate. Look forward to it. A listener exclusive.